Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome into the Illini Enquirer podcast. Sorry, it's been a while since we've had a podcast here on the uh, Illini Enquirer podcast. I've been away a little bit after the bowl game. Wanted to spend a little time with the family. So Derek went up to Wisconsin. I had my daughter's one-year birthday party on Saturday, so I was covering that a little bit. And I uh, spent time with the family. But Derek's been covering this team, and they've been better without me covering them, Derek. Um, no, number, <laughs> number one question for Illinois basketball right now. they got a ranking, three Big Ten wins in a row. Is Illinois basketball back? <laughs> uh, it kind of feels like it, uh, at least in the in the short term, in the immediate right now when you're crossing off some streaks, when you go to Wisconsin and you beat that team for the first time in nine-plus years and you're ranked the first time since 2014 and 3-0 and at home in Big Ten games, first time 2014 as well. And if you beat Northwestern as a bottom feeder in this league, that would be 4-0 in your first four Big Ten home games, first time since 2008, 2009. So uh, this is a spot that we had thought that this team could be in, and I know that it got a little dicey there after the Miami game and Missouri game, and, and we probably would be surprised to look a couple weeks ahead from that Missouri game and, and see where they're at. But uh, this team is in position, obviously a step ahead of, of that bubble on the right side of it at least, and uh, ranked teams go to the tournament. Right now Illinois is a ranked basketball team. Yeah, it's it's amazing if you would have said after that Miami game that they'd be here, even after that Missouri game that they'd be here. But but really take out that Missouri game and every team's had some bad performances, Derek. It's been a pretty dang good team over the last month. And I think it started defensively, but over the last month they have four top 32 net wins, uh, which is basically a bunch of quad, a good quad one wins. And people asking, did they deserve a ranking? I mean, at 24-25, sure they did. They're number 32 in the net, number 29 in the Ken Palm. So for me, I don't know about you, but for me there's no question I thought they deserved to be ranked based on how they played the last month. Yeah, I agree with that. And the one loss at, at East Lansing, and that kind of got away from you. But to be able to to beat a Purdue team by 26 and then two quad one wins at Wisconsin, Rutgers at home. And uh, I know you're hoping that Rutgers sticks in that quad one territory. but uh, And that will be determined over the course of the season. They do have a favorable stretch here for their next five or at home. So uh, Rutgers could further solidify that as being a very good win. But overall, this team has been – very, very good in Big Ten play. Of course, the the Cowan 30-footer away from, from being 5-1 and one in the Big Ten standings. We are second in the Big Ten right now, and 
Uh, when Penn State loses both of their games, they were ranked. Colorado fell. They, they were ranked as well. So uh, a couple of, the, of those teams in that 20 to 25 range fell out. And right now I think Illinois is playing, obviously, consistent brand of basketball. It'll be some good teams. And uh, I have no argument with a team that's 12-5 and five and 4-2 and two in Big Ten play get, getting the number next to their name. I guess the question now, Derek, is how long do they stay ranked? And I look at the schedule. Of course, you got to win against Northwestern. Northwestern's not very good, but they've scared some teams, including Indiana, uh, who's close to getting ranked here. But then the next week, you get two tough road trips to Mackey, uh, play Purdue, who you beat, but we know it's a different story in Purdue. Uh, and then Michigan, a, a team that's looking to get back there when uh, they lost Illinois on the road as well. But I, I feel like if you beat Northwestern, Derek, and, and you really, you beat Northwestern and Nebraska and you split against everybody else, not only are you good for the NCAA tournament, but I think you're going to stay ranked most of the year. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Uh, I think a big key after the Northwestern game, and you can't, obviously, in this league, take anything for granted, and, and Rutgers showed you. Rutgers is a lot better than Northwestern, but uh, Northwestern lost within five points or less to, to Indiana, to even Michigan State. Uh, so so you got to kind of, obviously, take care of business there, and and not buy into the ranking too much if you're, you know, inside that locker room. But splitting Purdue and Michigan on the road would be huge. Another step for this program, and that would be, yet again, another quad one win if they were able to get one of those, come back home and play Minnesota, uh, and then at Iowa before you have that gauntlet of a stretch of, of Maryland and Michigan State coming into your house. But uh, if this team just continues to take care of business at home, uh, Maryland and Michigan State, obviously that, that would be tough to do, but – uh, overall, yeah, splitting some of those tough ones uh, and, and then handling your business against uh, the Minnesotas or the Nebraskas and Northwesterns of the world uh, will set you up, no doubt, to, to, to be an NCAA tournament team and to potentially stick in those rankings for a while. All right, when we come back, let's talk a little bit about how Illinois has gotten here, what's changed over the last month, Derek. But also, before we get out of here, I have a pop quiz for you. Uh, I haven't shown Derek these questions uh, but it's, it's nothing too hard. It's not like trivia, Derek. It's more just like your opinion on these things. But I'm just calling my pop quiz for Piper. We'll do that a little bit later on uh, in the podcast. When we come back, let's talk about how Illinois basketball got to this point. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. All right, Derek, what's changed most for this team uh, over the last month? It's pretty easy to say. It's on the defensive end, and, and we're starting to hear the word that Brad Underwood got some advice from the Boston Celtics guys, the analytics guys there, but obviously his defensive numbers were atrocious the last couple years, and he did something to change it. Yeah, yeah. who would have known that when you, when you stop putting teams on the free-throw line, you stop giving teams easy baskets on layups, 
Uh, and I know the turnovers is something that you, I, I asked him in the post game after the Rutgers game. You could tell still deep down he he likes to be able to take the ball away from people and, and take them out of what they want to do. But uh, there's no arguing with the results right now. You look at their uh, in, in Big Ten play, their number one defense, defensive efficiency nationally, their top 35 sitting at 31. Uh, and, and their offense is, is at 45. I would have thought that those would be flipped. Uh, I would have thought the defense is probably closer to you know the 80s and the offense maybe up at, into the top 30. But defensively, they're very, very solid, very consistent. Uh, their rotations are good. They're able to cut off the lane. Uh, they're able to defensive rebound at a lot better clip. And obviously, Kofi deserves a lot of credit for that and just defend the rim and defend the three. And they, especially at home, facing two very good shooting teams in Michigan and Purdue and didn't let their shooters get clean looks and and get hot. So, uh, yeah, when you're able to get stops, you're able to be consistent, and that is what this team has lacked in the past. Uh, they bothered some people last year, Cassius, uh, Anthony Cowan, uh, but it was those other games where they let teams get those back cuts, get, the, get, get, get to the free throw line, and it just allowed you to be a more consistent entity and, and obviously that allows you to reel off some wins as they've done. And obviously with a guy like Kofi Coburn, you're actually able to do this defense, right? Like last year they wouldn't have been able to do this successfully. They had to try and force turnovers. So uh, kudos to Brad for making that need, needed change. And, you know, it might have taken a little bit of time coming into the season, but they've, they've figured it out. The other thing he's figured out is Alan Griffin needs to play more. And, and Alan Griffin obviously has earned that playing time as well, Derek. I know some people are saying, how did you bench him earlier in the year? Um, he wasn't that good defensively. He was giving up things there. But uh, at least Brad has rewarded him, and at least they're seeing the reward of that. I, I know he didn't shoot well against Rutgers. Like, no one really shot well against Rutgers. But he, he brings that energy, brings that effort. And how, how much has Alan Griffin impacted this team over the last month? And, and how much will he impact the team the rest? the year he's he's crucial he's absolutely key and, and you needed it you, you knew back in the offseason you needed you know, we keep going back to you know one of him or tev being able to step up and alan has really exceeded maybe the bar that you had for him as a sophomore and hit crucial threes in that wisconsin game where he was out of rhythm um due to foul trouble and, and stepped up and uh, who would have thought that you know, a year and a half into his career that Brad's drawn up plays in that huddle with in crunch time where you, you need makes and you need to be able to to win in a place you haven't won in a really long time. And then even in a game against Rutgers, I know he's one for nine from the field. He had a really nice transition three. Io to Allen has been a, a very good play for Illinois uh, offensively, but just his activity on the glass. He had four offensive rebounds, and, and Rutgers is a very good rebounding team. I know there were a lot of misses to be had, uh, Rebounding-wise, Kofi has 17 boards, but uh, Allen's activity to keep plays alive offensively and then also the defensive rebound, uh, just his energy and, and what he brings to the table. I think it's it's pretty contagious. Uh, he's playing it with a confidence and a, and a comfort right now where he's not turning the ball over. He's making less mistakes defensively. You, you just got to have him on the floor, and uh, he, he really sets the tone with the energy level and, and just everything that he brings. I know uh, that Io DeSumo came in with a lot of hype, and deservedly so. I thought the NBA draft hype was a little much saying lottery pick with him, but I thought the All-Big Ten team preseason was fair. I think the expectations for what he meant for Illinois and what his return meant for Illinois were fair. But he obviously wasn't good enough um, during the first month, month and a half of the season, Derek. 
What's changed over the last month for him, though? Because he's playing like an all-Big Ten player. He's playing like an NBA draft pick, whether that's, you know, early second round or late first round, maybe more second round still. But he's playing like a future NBA player. Is, is he just a January um, guy? Like, is, is that when he flips the switch? Or, or what do you make of what's changed for uh, Io the last couple months? Yeah, his, his basketball Jones gets going in, in January, apparently. I, I don't know. It, it's it's odd that you look at the same timeline, that Missouri game, uh, where I know he was really, he really, really struggled last year in that game. And it was after that that he really got it going. And this year, uh, he was very good in bragging right to 21 points and, and has just extended it out since then. And uh, I, I love the field that he's playing with and he's making the right plays. I think some of his struggles earlier on in the season, he was forcing it forcing shots and, and, and missing from the three at a, at a higher clip. And he can still shoot better uh, even during this last six-game stretch when he's averaged over 16 a game. And, and over another one is he's rebounding. He, during that stretch, he's averaged over six boards a game. Uh, he's still shooting about 29% from three, which he would tell you, you know, he's a better shooter than that. But uh, he's finished around the rim at a higher clip. Uh, he's, his pull-up game is, is at a, a very good spot right now. And I just think he's He's playing comfortable and confident, uh, and Brad has used more ball screens with him. Uh, I think that's been a great, great thing because he's made fantastic passes. It seems like every lob and Kofi is, is absolutely on point. And, and then when Trent can hit three, he's now he's, he's got a confidence about him. And, and clearly he's, he comes with a very, very high pedigree. He's competed at a high level throughout his career, uh, and he's a closer. And, and he showed that last year. Uh, I know against Miami he wasn't able to get it done, but uh, he doesn't fear those moments. Uh, he lives for those, and to do it to Wisconsin, Michigan State, and Ohio State last year, and then he was scored your last eight points against Rutgers. Uh, that's what this program is needed, and uh, he, he's a he's a big time player playing at all Big Ten level, like you said. I think Kofi Coburn, Derek. Um, obviously, I think the Big Ten showing him to be more raw, right? Like than he was when he was playing against uh, teams that are a little bit lower. But boy, you still see how big of an impact he makes in games. Whether it was when he was in the Wisconsin game, Rutgers dominating the glass like he did. Again, I know there were a lot of missed shots, but he was cleaning them up. Having a guy like that, it's it's. It feels like Illinois is Maryland, right? It feels like they finally have that guy who just covers up a, a lot of flaws a team might otherwise have. Oh, there's no doubt about it. I still look back to the, the preseason, and I'm saying I hope that or I think he can make a, a Bruno Fernando-type freshman year impact. And, again, it's, it's undershooting it right now. I don't know if Bruno Fernando had a game of 17 boards and 11 points. And, again, you look at that Rutgers game, you're like, yeah, he kind of struggled finishing, and he, and he got ripped on the block one time, and uh, Underwood got on him and, and didn't necessarily have his best game or a necessarily clean game, but he comes out of it with 11 points and 17 rebounds and two blocks, and uh, he, he just makes such an impact. Uh, Wisconsin, he wins the interior battle with 15-6, and six, and uh, earlier on in, in Big Ten play, Michigan comes to town, he has 19-10-4, and four, and uh, he's going to challenge. Uh, it's going to be tough for him to get to the Jared Solinger 12 Big Ten freshman of the week, but right now he's he's halfway there and still eight weeks of the season to go. And, and Trace Jackson Davis is really his only challenger, so uh, he changes so much for you. And, and then you're just kind of at a luxury that he maybe doesn't fit uh, in the in the modern Big Ten or in the modern NBA game. And we can talk more about uh, you know his upside as a, as a prospect. I think after next year, uh, another off season to 
maybe work on his jumper and, and, and even get in better shape. But he's look at his numbers. He's playing 30 minutes a night a lot of times. Conditioning's great. Uh, I think he defends a lot better than we thought he would. Uh, and overall, he's he's just been everything you could ask for and uh, probably underrated as a, as a prospect. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I was preparing myself like, hey, it's a Big Ten big man. These guys come in raw. Like he's not going to make you know ten and eight. I was like, yeah, okay, maybe he can do that. And even then, I thought it might be a little bit high of a bar. But yeah, I think we undersold him. I think we underranked him. Like if we had to re-rank, how high would Kofi Coburn? He'd definitely be top twenty, right? I mean, he's he's one of the most yeah. impactful players in the Big Ten right now. Yeah, it's hard to, to make any kind of argument that he would be outside of the top 25 or even top 20, and you're kind of surprised that, he's, that he wasn't a McDonald's All-American type of, type of big guy. Uh, and I know that earlier on, maybe as, as a sophomore going into that type of stretch, he was in the top 30 in rankings and fell a little bit. And, and, and keep going back to he's a lot better player than he was as, as a senior in high school, and uh, he deserves a lot of credit for that, obviously, I think. Being around Orlando Antigua, who's been able to push him, develop him. Adam Fletcher's gotten him in great shape because he was not playing these this type of minutes, obviously, as a high school prospect. And uh, he's as mobile as he's ever been. Uh, and I, I think they're continuing to up his motor or, or just his his rebounding range. And obviously, he's he's the best rim protector that that he's ever been. But obviously, you look at as a prospect and the type of impact he's having on a Big Ten program. That's that's not happening in very many places. All right, Derek, Illinois basketball is 4-2 and two against a loaded Big Ten schedule despite being one of the worst shooting teams in the country, despite their four position really being terrible <laughs> so far this year. Yeah. I, thought, I thought Georgia had a great second half against Wisconsin, but that's kind of been the, the exception to the rule so far. What's your biggest concern moving forward? Is it that four position? Is it the three-point shooting? Which do you think is going to hold them back more? Yeah, that's a great question because they're both really up there uh, as far as concerns and obviously your ability to sustain because overall I don't think you're going to win at this clip shooting at you know against D1 opponents are shooting below 29% from three and you've won two Big Ten games at home against quality Big Ten opponents. You beat number five Michigan shooting one for 11. You beat Rutgers shooting two for 14. Uh, but I, I am very concerned about the four spot. I, I think Georgie ultimately has enough to – I mean, he's talented enough to, to get the job done. Uh, his decision-making has just been very, very concerning. And, and he, he's not a threat to hit the three. So when he's playing on the perimeter, people can play off. It's it's five-on-four basketball a lot of times. And uh, at the other end, I think that he's just been – there's been too many stretches where he, he has lapses in rebounding, lapses in defense. And luckily, Kipper Nichols has provided, and it's crazy to say, provides some consistency, uh, something defensively that he can bring night to night. I know he's still going to make those plays that, that make you cringe, uh, whether it's a turnover or a bad foul. But uh, the, the shooting is definitely up there. Just the, the one thing I would fall back on is that I know that Trent Frazier's a good shooter. Mm-hmm. I know that Alan Griffin's a good shooter. I know Io can make them. Um, and I just wonder if, if Georgie's decision-making and where he's at right now as far as not being very comfortable in his role uh, is going to cost you a couple games. All right, Derek, Illinois is right now in second place in the Big Ten 
uh, one game behind Michigan State. Of course, Michigan State has two game leads since they beat Illinois. Uh, Illinois gets them at home at some point. Uh, Maryland, Wisconsin, Rutgers, Indiana, all at three and two. Purdue and Minnesota, three and three. Ohio State of all teams tied for last place with Northwestern at one and four. Yet they're still ranked wow. right now. Um, if you had to pick right now, uh, six games in, which is a third of the way through the Big Ten, what would you be projected standing for Illinois? I think I'd pick about five. I think for this team. Yeah, yeah, I still would think that they're uh, what they could have been a top five team in, in the league. And uh, Purdue does not look as guys. I know that's hard to say coming off the twenty nine point walloping of Michigan State at home. They're gonna they're gonna find a way. They're they're too good defensively, and Matt Painter's a great coach. They're gonna be a bubble team, but I would put Illinois above them in the standings. Uh, Michigan's gonna be in there. Maryland's up there. Uh, yeah, I think it's safe to call them a, a top five, obviously top six, uh, to go very safe. But uh, they have the upside of, of being that, too. I, I would still probably give the nod to Maryland. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, I, I think anything from three to three to six is, is definitely within reach for this team. And uh, by the way, I, I apologize if you're hearing text messages. Austin Berkland is blowing up my text messages. So I, will, I, I apologize for that. When we come back, though. Does make a trade? <laughs> no, not yet. Uh, they, don't, they don't do anything this offseason. Uh, when we come back, uh, my pop quiz for Derek Piper. That's next on the Illini Enquirer podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, Derek Piper, let's have a little fun. I have not shown you these questions. They're not that hard. They're more just fun. Am I going to... Am I going to look worse than Lon naming NBA coaches? No, it's nothing like that. It's nothing like that. This okay. is this is more just your opinion on Illinois things, all right? So my first one, sure. how many more Big Ten wins does Illinois need to be safely in the NCAA tournament? I would say seven. Eleven and nine in the league I think puts you in a, in a pretty good spot. I think ten and ten puts them on the bubble, though, doesn't it? And possibly in. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I just think with 10 and 10 in this league, you're going to have enough quad one wins. I do think you're going to be vulnerable at that, though. Okay, today, who is more deserving of second team All Big Ten, Io or Kofi? Oh, man. Uh, shoot. I would have to go with Io the way he played recently. It's hard to argue with Kofi's stats, though. It's, that's insane. Uh I just think Io right now is has been the the, the closer. He's going to get credit for that, and then over the the last stretch of games with his averages again over sixteen and six, uh, I know that I'm going to look at Kobe's numbers and, and shake my head at myself. But uh, I'm leaning Io. What what what's your opinion on that one? I I think Kofi's probably more deserving of it today. 
right? And, and if we made yeah. an MVP for Illinois basketball, it'd be very difficult depending on how you determine that one. Like if you're going most outstanding player, I think it's probably Kofi. And he's obviously made a, a huge impact. But, I mean, this last week, I think they're 0-2 without Iodesumu, right? So, like, if you're kind of looking at it that way, it's it becomes a little bit more difficult. But it's nice to have two guys in that conversation. I think Io's help, though, Derek, if you're going through the Big Ten, because there are just so few guards that, that I want to put in my top two teams. Yeah. I think I have, like, seven big men that I want to put in my top two teams right now. Yeah, Oturu, Wesson, uh, on down the line. But, yeah, I, that's a, it's a good problem to have is that question is tough that – uh, the second team is is up for grabs there. I think, yeah, I would just lean Io just based on what he's meant, but maybe that's more of an MVP type of deal. But because Kobe's definitely gonna have the numbers and probably still has been your most consistent uh, guy over the stretch of the season. Yeah, and the Big Ten can certainly start engraving his name on Big Ten Freshman of the Year. By the way, all right, if they go, if they go, higher NBA draft pick in twenty twenty, Io or Kofi? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I still think it'd probably be Io. Uh, I think Io is now going to continue to shoot up, where uh, middle to maybe he works his way into the early second round. I just don't know where Kofi would ultimately fall. I think that it would only obviously take one team to, to kind of buy into his upside and say, okay, there there aren't many guys like him at that size, and he still moves fairly well um, for being as big as he is. Uh, I could see him going in the second round to somebody, but I think I ultimately uh, is going to maybe slot himself as an early second round pick. I think if if Kofi came out, Derek, I think he gets drafted. I don't think it's very high, mm-hmm. but I do think he get drafted. So he's going to have to make that decision. Ultimately, I do still think he comes back for another year because I think he can really help himself. And I think there's a lot of good big men that, that'll that be in this draft. Like Jalen Smith, Daniel Otoro are more built for the league right now, but I think there's a place for yep. Kofi because he's just so different, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's intrigue. I, I've heard uh, that, that some scouts are definitely obviously intrigued in him, and uh, it, it would be worth, worth a flyer, uh, worth a flyer to take on a guy that, again, plays, uh, a lot more minutes than you maybe would have thought. He moves pretty well. Uh, he can obviously dominate the glass and score inside, and he's shown some touch at the free throw line. I think he can with another year, but I, I think that's what it goes back to. Another year, maybe that free throw line jumper is is something he can really hit, and he can guard ball screens even better because I think he's been uh, he's done pretty well at that so far. But uh, another year with Antigua, I think that Kofi understands that. And, and coming into this year, the talk was, you know. There's an understanding you're probably going to have him for two years, and after that he's gone, and uh, that's good news for Illinois. Yeah, it's good that we can have this conversation about players. That's a good. That's a sign of a good program, by the way. All right, does Alan Griffin have a real shot at sixth man of the year in the Big Ten? Mm. I'm trying to think who else would be in that mix. Michigan State, Rocket Watts has really come on for Michigan State and played a really good role for them. Um, I'm trying to think who else is – this would be in that mix. Yeah, you know, I'd have to look up exactly who, but I, I looked this up on Sports Reference earlier today. Um, he's the only player that's averaging fewer than 20 minutes per game in the Big Ten who's averaging more than eight points. So I, I don't know which starters are averaging more than 20 minutes, but of the guys under 20 minutes per game, I imagine he'll be over that the rest of the year, Derek. But um, right. he, he's making a big impact. I think he's going to be in the race at least. Oh, yeah, he's got to be. And then you look at his. 
Uh, Ken Baum, he's 10th in the country in offensive efficiency rating, so that that's definitely playing into it as well. I don't know who's bringing more off the bench right now in the league than, than Alan Griffin. Okay, uh, I think Steve Peichel is probably the Big Ten Coach of the Year today, but what does Brad Underwood need to do to be in the Coach of the Year conversation in the league? Like, How good does Illinois have to be? I would say a top-five finish would, would firmly put him in that conversation. Uh, I, I think if you're third, uh, I, I think he'd have to be the obvious choice, but uh, a top-five finish, and then you just look at the way that uh, the defense has been. And I think he deserves a lot of credit just for the way he's tinkered and adjusted his style and what he's done to uh, the roster with, with Kofi and just overall being more consistent. Uh, and and if, if you have the number one defensive efficiency, we'll see if that holds up in league play. But uh, Rutgers, I mean, if they're a tournament team, it, it's going to be hard to argue with with Steve Peichel, but overall, I think with Illinois, uh, there were high hopes for this team, but in general, just the way it's played out and how it looked early and, and everything that he's adjusted with, and uh, if they're a top-five team or even, like I said, can get up to that two- or three-spot, uh, I, I think Brad is, is very deserving. All right, DeMonte Williams' minutes per game the rest of the season. Mm, it, it needs to decrease, and I, I think – Overall, you're still probably going to see him play close to 15. I know he only played about 13 against Rutgers. It was the fewest he had played in the Big Ten game since the, the Madison Square Garden game against Maryland. Uh, and the, the more that Alan Griffin continues to show what he, what he can do, uh, he's going he's gonna to be the guy that plays 20 to 25-plus. Uh, Tevian Jones has not been a factor, and if he continues to not be one, I think DeMonte is obviously still going to find his way on the floor. He's still going to be in the starting lineup because Brad likes to bring uh, Allen off the bench. But, yeah, I don't think any, any – no more than 15. And it really should be maybe towards that 13-14 mark. Uh, he just is not a scoring option. The mm-hmm. last five Big Ten games, he hasn't scored a point. Uh, he hasn't hit a three in, in a high major game this year so far. And I know that he can do some things uh, as a rebounder and defender. But uh, overall – you don't want to have to put him on the floor any more than 15 minutes, in my opinion. Yeah, that's right around where I was thinking. All right, um, the more likely McDonald All-American for Illinois, Adam Miller or Andre Corbello? Hmm. I think Adam has a bit of uh, – he an early advantage with how he was ranked because he's, he's consistently been in that top 30 range where he's at times been a five-star or a really high four-star. But uh, I think – Andre Corbello has just blown people away. Uh, the national people uh, that have seen him of late, he's won MVP of every high school showcase he's shown up to. Uh, maybe maybe the answer is Corbello. I, I think that that's where my vote would go. Uh, I, I know that people that, whenever you see him, he's just phenomenal with how he makes people better and the numbers he puts up. He puts up triple-double type numbers and, uh, I think Kerbella, both of them are trending in the right direction. I think Adam is, has put up you know 25 plus on a consistent basis and has scored a lot of points. And, and being in Chicago is is a plus for him as well. And he, he's been a national name for a long time. But uh, I think Kerbello has has really established himself. Uh, I know some national guys have said he might be the the highest impact guard going to the college ranks next year. So I think Kerbello would be my vote. But both are in the conversation for sure. Derek, this was a really positive Illinois basketball podcast. And to end with that, where you have two top 50 guards adding possibly to Kofi 
an emerging star in Alan Griffin, Trent Frazier, and even Georgie Bashanishvili, and you hope at some point Tevian Jones. Um, I think this is a top five talented roster in the Big Ten because I don't think the Big Ten has a lot of talent compared to the ACC, some of the SEC guys that are there. Uh, and then you're adding two more top 50 guys to it. This is, this is a nice point for Illinois basketball. And, you know, as long as they continue to, to win games here, sign Adam Miller, bring him into the fold, and maybe get an NBA draft pick or two uh, to the mix, like, Illinois basketball could be back, right? Like, we could be looking at the turning point for Illinois basketball, not just a one blip, uh, one week blip in the rankings. Like, this is a real fun time of possibilities and hope for Illinois basketball. Yeah, it was an opportunity to let the good times roll. And, you know, it was about winning on the court this year and setting yourself up with the recruiting class, and you've done your work early, which is great, in the 2020 class to, to get two, as you mentioned, top 50 guards, Adam Miller's, what you need as a shot maker when you talk about the, the type of struggles they've had from three, that's a guy that can just come in and make shots at a, very, very early on in his career. And Andre Curbelo is going to be <laughs> uh, as beloved uh, a guard as Illinois had in a really, really long time because he's just going to make everybody better. And, uh, yeah, uh, along with a lot of the other pieces you're bringing back, it, assuming you're getting Kofi back, uh, and obviously with, with Allen, the way he's playing, uh, if you're able to continue this out through this season, be a tournament team, finish in that top five, top six range in the Big Ten, and then uh, be a fairly deep team next year to, to add those guards and also have Grandison and Hutcherson who can do some things and, and be a veteran team, uh, I think Illinois basketball is being set up. And that's what this year was about, is to not only to reach a level of success they haven't had in a while, but to be in a position after that to, to do it for years to come. So I think it's obviously <laughs> Illinois – uh, has shown in the past that maybe not the most trustworthy program out there in the world right now, but uh, the good times are, are here right now, and they have a chance to stay if they can continue to take care of business. I'm just saying, like, if you if you want to hope and you want to be optimistic, now there's a lot of reasons to actually believe in that, right? Because of the wins, because yep. of the recruiting wins. Uh, so it's been really nice to see. Uh, Derek Piper, it's Tuesday, and you're going to go see an Illinois basketball recruiting target, right? Kind of a guy they've maybe really focused in on pushing hard for. Yeah, Luke Good. Luke Good or Luke Goody? i got to get a confirmation on that. I think it's Luke Good. I, I've said Goody for a while. It doesn't matter. I think Illinois would be good or Goody with adding him uh, to the 2021 class because he's six foot five. He's got a good build. He can really, really shoot it. Um, the lawn tape, prototype, red hair, sharpshooter from Indiana. Uh, but, yeah, Stephen Gentry has really worked that one hard. They had him on campus for the Purdue game, and being a – uh, an Indiana kid to see Illinois beat Purdue by, by 26 points, and you know, that was a good sign. And uh, they've wanted to see Brad Underwood up his, uh, not that he hasn't, but to, to continue to get more involved. And, and he's going to be there with Stephen Gentry on Tuesday night in Fort Wayne. They're playing a, a high-level game against Caleb First, who is a top 30, top 40 prospect in Indiana. Indiana is really loaded uh, in state for 2021, so it's kind of to Illinois' advantage where. Indiana and Purdue both have not offered good, and they are trying to, to keep him in, in Big Ten territory and, and maybe turn him around on the Hoosiers and, and the Boilermakers. So uh, him along with Brandon Weston are, are very – Brandon Weston from Morgan Park, very, very high-priority targets, and uh, they continue to push in that one. But, yeah, I'll be at the game and uh, make sure to, to stay tuned for the report when I inquire. Yeah, and it's a good time to sign up. If you're listening to this on Tuesday, we got until midnight Eastern time tonight to sign up for two months 
for a dollar. We'll have another deal later on in the month, but this is a really, really good one. If you just want to try it out, everyone's got a buck. So I'll have a bunch of football coverage coming up, a signing day coming up. And of course, the, the next two months, they're covering a march and we might be making a, a trip here. Hopefully, hopefully it continues. It's been a lot of fun uh, to cover. But Derek Piper, appreciate it as always, man. Always fun, man. Look forward to the next time. All right, we'll talk to you next time on the Online Enquirer podcast. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.